Okay. Is that a problem? Is that a problem? <laughs> is that a problem? It's too late now, isn't it? It's I can't really now. change my voice. Sorry, you need to go back yeah. and get born again. <laughs> <laughs> this is Layers, a conversation about building brands with more depth. As a brand, messaging is the words that you use to connect with your audience. The better the messages, the more chance you have of becoming a successful venture. So, Mark, g'day. <laughs> Dave, how are you? Let's start with a bit of lesson time and sure. explore messaging a bit. Yep. What is messaging? How do we make messages and where do we use them? So, let's start with the, the what. Yep. What is messaging? Yeah, I mean, for me, messaging is all about turning the personality and positioning of the brand into words. It sounds a lot like, well, that's just copywriting. You know, anyone can, you know, put a few words down on, on paper, but it's a bit more than you know, just the words. A lot of it is actually the process of choosing what you're going to say, you know, what themes are you covering? What's the hierarchy of messaging, you know, that you're trying to convey, how that fits together and is, I guess, put across, you know, in sort of a complete brand story, you know, or a platform, platform of words and statements, I guess, that a brand can rally around. Yeah. I mean, I I like to think of it as like a very deliberate, considered effort to think about what you're saying as a brand mm. um, and it could pertain to products or to your services but you're making a very deliberate effort to make sure that you're you're messaging consistently right across all of your communications yeah for sure yeah i mean we've talked a lot about consistency already on the pod and and if you don't have a messaging platform or you haven't done the work to to shape your messaging then yeah you're gonna you're gonna find that you end up just sort of a shotgun approach of random statements and and that sort of thing it won't be consistent and right yeah. you won't won't be able to rally behind it so you kind of get this meandering really yeah. in your communications yeah i think one of the biggest challenges with messaging or for any brand what they're trying to say is there's so many different things that you could say you know right. like if you ask any brand owner or business owner like okay tell us about your business you know what are the key things you know they'll rattle off 10, 20 different things. And especially for them, because they're so involved in it and passionate about it. They know all the detail, like they want to talk about everything, you know? And so if you've got this, like, if there's no, no framework to pull that all together or whatever, then every time you're out there, you could be saying a different message or even just end up with like reams and reams of copy. We see this all the time on websites and stuff where you're just trying to say too much, you know? And so, that's definitely the the downside if you don't right get it right yeah because you because you I mean I guess as a single like founder one mm. person in the business you're the first person to to start the company and a lot of it is kind of like your thoughts your mindset your approach to the market like messaging is almost less of a risk at that stage mm. but as you grow as a as a company you get to five people ten people fifteen. And then you grow past a hundred. Yeah, messaging takes on a whole other level of importance as well. For sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think too that's one of the the biggest benefits that you gain out of like sitting down and actually mapping out what your messaging should look like mm-hmm. is clarity. You know, like it's clarity and confidence. Confidence in okay, well, this is what we're going to say, and this is how we're going to say it, because you know, and that clarity is both a benefit for the stuff that you put out there into the world. So, you know, like we talked about consistency already, but 
having that clarity of like, oh, okay, this is what this brand is trying to say. It's really clear. I can understand it. It's simple. But the, that clarity piece comes back internally as well, you know. So then everyone in the team, like you're talking about from person 1 to 20, 50, 100, they get that clarity too of like, okay, well, this is how I should talk about the brand. This is what it means. These are the kind of words that we would use. This is, you know, how I describe what we do and why it's different to, to somebody else. Yeah, so it's not just externally what we're, we're trying to push across to our audience, but it's it's critically important for, for the internal audience, yeah, the, exactly. your team, your staff, as yeah. you say. Yeah. And, and so when we're talking about other upsides, mm. um, I mean, what's the end game with messaging? Like why, why do we do it at, at all even? Yeah. Well, I mean, to me it's, you know, the idea of a brand story, I guess, gets thrown around a lot, you know, can can come off a bit a bit hoity-toity for a lot of companies. You know, you might think, oh, that's not for me. I don't need a fancy brand story. But the nuts and bolts of it is is just sort of clearly articulating a lot of the stuff that we've already talked about, like what do we do? How do we do it differently, you know, and why you should care about it? Like it's it's some combination of those things. And for every brand that's different, you know, some will focus more on the benefits and the outcomes other will focus more on features of a product for example and other brands will have a more you know elaborate why or passionate why so that will come more to the fore and certainly that's a big key part of the process of messaging is determining what that hierarchy is Mm -hmm. you know again we talk about that idea of a hundred different things to say well the process of messaging is you know, whittling that down, identifying themes, you know, that some of those statements can fall under and trying to get to a place where you can communicate all the good parts, but in a really simple sort of outcome. So, yeah, it's really just like making sure that, you know, a really simple way, what's great about your business is clear and communicated to the market, you know, and internally, like we talked about, but it's, it's that cut through for me, you yeah. know, like, there's again and if there's 10 things that are great that you could say about your business probably two of them are really important if you try and say all 10 you know it's going to get a bit lost whereas you know rallying around the right things and you know that sort of thing you know it just creates that cut through which i think is so key yeah i mean like you say i mean that that clarity piece is so important i guess you look at all the best brands from around the world mm. and the ones that are really that are really winning yeah are the ones that are saying it the, the clearest yeah for like sure. they have that they have that clear message which just resonates with that that customer because they know that customer so well yeah they know themselves well but they also know their customer well and yeah when you can get that match that happens in between with the the way you you message yeah that's where like this the i guess the those insights and strategy piece that we've talked about before really comes through you know in developing something like messaging because as you say it's got to be a message that is authentic and comes from a true place for the brand, but then also is a message that the customer cares about, you know, yeah. like, cause again, it's, it's no good. Even if it sounds great or you think it's funny, like, you know, I think that's a trap that people fall into with, with messaging and key statements is they'll latch onto something like humor, but they won't really necessarily think about, is that communicating, you know, something great about the brand and is it something that the, the customer can get excited about? Yeah, I mean that's a that's actually kind of a nice little segue into into how how we actually make messages mm-hmm. and and that's one of the difficult things for brands, right? Is to is to well, a as you say, is like find the right messages because you could be saying twenty things, yeah. 
Um, but also the second part of that is like, but what if those 20 things are really average things? Yeah. Like how do we know and how do we make them? How do we make messages? And, and I think we've kind of talked about this in other podcasts because it, it does have lineage right back down to the, the strategy piece. Yeah. But, I mean, how do you go about it? Yeah, I think starting with insights is always where we try and find that magic, yeah. you know, because I think as well that gets you towards more of the unique things like, you know, we sort of see, I guess, an insight as some sort of unique nugget, you know, that we're listening out for when we're talking to a brand, like a, a fresh way to look at things or something that they're doing differently. You know, we talked a lot about differentiation last last pod and yep. just sort of honing in on those things that, that really stand out as aha kind of moments. But really, you know, the other part of insights is is that customer focus, you know, like, okay, what is it about this thing that we're trying to say that, you know, is actually beneficial to the customer? Because that's ultimately what it's really got to be all about. Yeah. So it definitely starts with, you know, those insights. And then I think it becomes then, I guess, about aligning, you know, words and messages around those. But as we said before, it's like, what are the key um, sort of themes and ways that you can align ideas? You know, we often see, I reckon, if, you know, if there's, say, 20 things that you want to say you can actually go through all those different things and identify well these actually fall under these three or four you know umbrella kind of themes or topics you know they're sort of different features or benefits but they actually sort of have the same through line so we definitely find that's a way to to dwindle down more to the key points you know it's like looking at it something that you might say and often thinking okay well what are you really trying to say you know what's the yeah. You know, you talk about a feature of a product. Well, what are you really trying to say? You know, oh, it gets your work done faster. Okay, well, let's talk about that. You know, or if there's three or four features that talk about getting your work done faster, then that work, getting your work done faster is the actual message you're trying to convey, not the, the features sort of thing. So, it's that pattern matching right. that comes into play a lot. And if we were to, like, if we were to pull the curtain back a little bit mm. and and it was like you're a fly on the wall in, <laughs> in one of our strategy sessions, yeah. I mean, what that kind of looks like, right, is we've got a, a group of people in a room. It's it's rarely just one person. It's, yeah. it's usually a group of people, which is inter- which is an interesting challenge for messaging, mm. generally speaking, because mm. you, you have different perspectives. Yeah. But also that can bring sort of that roundedness to, yeah. to, to the way that you craft messages. Yeah. But- but what else happens in those those meetings like to, to pull out those insights? Yeah, I mean, we've got a few different ways, but I mean, one of the most interesting is often, you know, the story time where we just kind of get the brand, you know, people involved in the brand, I guess, just to tell us, you know, the stories that stand out for them about great interactions they've had or you know, really successful times or, um, you know, just the things that have gone great, you know, often it's more when someone's not consciously trying to come up with a key message and they're actually just talking about why they're passionate about the brand or, you know, something great that's happened. We'll be listening there, you know, to grab those those sound bites. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I mean, I was going to say it's like those turn of phrases sometimes mm. that, that, that are really interesting, like that form actually the baseline to a lot of our messaging. Yeah. And we often say like the answers are, reside within the client's mind. But, For sure. But it's actually just kind of getting it down in a room, like getting them to say it yeah. and, and getting them to get into that flow of talking about their business or their mission or their why or the, yeah. the opportunity that's ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, that kind of yields the interesting stuff. Yeah, you almost find that 
often comes more towards the end when you think you've already... Yeah, how often have we been in one of those meetings where it's like (laughs) the last five minutes is like where the goal comes? Yeah, because you sort of, I guess at that point, you're starting to get maybe beyond the obvious obvious stuff that, you know, when you think of your business, you kind of rattle off the the ticky sort of checklist. Yeah. And then once you maybe let that guard down and you're just more broadly talking that you get to some of that insight. We talked about in um, in some of the earlier pods about about personality and tone, mm. and and we, we kind of touched on that. But how does that how does that impact on on messaging, and why does that even matter? Yeah, I mean, I guess like to draw the draw the line then from the getting those insights to, to what you're talking about is the other thing to me about those initial meetings is it's almost like the more you get down, the better. Like it's contrary to the idea of getting to a, a simple clarity point at the end but it's again it's it's sort of getting everything out getting everything down and then we go away and go through that process of synthesizing that and pattern matching all that coming up with those insights and then from there to me it's okay well we've taken these insights you're then looking to match them to that personality you know and tone of voice that we talked about before and then you know this is you know one of the the highest forms of personification i guess of of that you know positioning work that we've done to get to this point is that will completely inform you know the actual copywriting style and and the words that you craft you know is it humorous because the brand has a you know humorous personality you know is it more authoritative you know because again that's the the brand personality that you're looking to portray you know it's again like we talk with everything it's got to line up you know everything that we're doing is trying to line up behind the same strategy and and get that consistency and clarity yeah and i think hierarchy definitely i mean has a mm-hmm. has a role to play in all of this as well too I and mean, we touched on this earlier in the chat about about how it's not the 20 messages it's mm-hmm. the two messages that are probably going to be the ones that really really hit yeah um when it when it comes to hierarchy how how do you figure out like what are the most important yeah. messages yeah it's a tricky one i mean it's it's probably different every time you know yeah getting to a really simple list of you know let's only say these four or five things is really hard and often something that a business owner or a brand manager or whatever might struggle with a little bit too when we you know first present it back to them but Hopefully, they can already start to see why we've rallied around those ones. I mean, it often, I guess to me, comes out quite clearly, you know, okay, well, this thing here is either really the most different thing about this business or this is where they deliver the most value, you know, in what they're doing, you know, that it just sort of, it starts to stand out. Or sometimes you can get one of those themes that we talked about that is just, is really nicely all-encompassing, you know, so it actually touches on everything else and mm. and you sort of, you do get this hierarchy that almost looks like an org chart where you just have this one thing right there at the centre and then all these other messages just sort of fall in nicely underneath that. They're really just reinforcing that same main point. And certainly, again, I would say that customer importance and focus plays into that hierarchy too, you know, so we often want that main message or two to be very customer focused and you know why do we why does the brand exist but why does that then matter to the customer yeah and just to add to that i think too is like when when you do kind of start to zero on in like those the that one key message or even if it's just a handful maybe you're down to like your three or five messages that are really strong that you think strong 
I mean, there's always that testing piece as well mm. where you can put it in front of a test group and, and find out, uh, does that message hit? Do yeah. you get it? Do you understand it? Yeah. Like, is it saying the right thing? For sure. Yeah, I mean, comprehension is such a big part of it too, you know, yeah. like especially if you do have a brand that's that has, say, a quirky personality, so you write some, some quirky messaging, but you've still got to make sure that the key point is actually getting through, you know. Yeah. It can again it can sound great, but if that's not if it's if it's not achieving the original goal of actually saying, Well, this is, you know, what this brand is about, then, you know, all the quirkiness in the world is is kind of lost mm. or loses its meaning. Now it's it'd probably be a big missed opportunity not to talk about the role of copywriting mm. in, in messaging. Yeah. Um and there is a slight distinction between messaging and copywriting, yeah. but but copy a copywriter, as in the, the person that's that's kind of responsible for the task of creating the, the messages. Yep. it's it's such a critical role, mm. um, both um, internally. If you if you're fortunate enough to be able to nest a copywriter within your business, yeah. um, can make a huge impact. But the role of the copywriter in in messaging is so critical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing there delivering the end result you know they can have all the the raw source material in the world but you know you've still got to execute you know same thing for us in design as well like there's such a disparity between you know okay average design and great design and the same you know is true for copywriting as it relates to messaging yeah um you know i think the distinction really is just that copywriting is a component of messaging like that's you know really what we're saying you know in terms of there's so much else that goes into creating great messaging other than just the copywriting but the flip side of that is it it is still copy that needs to be written and written well you know yeah yeah absolutely in in kind of thinking through this chat before like in just kind of some warm-up thoughts before i got here i I banged out six rules mm-hmm. for great messaging or for great copywriting well, on me. all right so rule number one is you want cut through yeah um, and you want to get to the point like pronto. Like I think that's that's rule number one, right? Like yeah. you you really want that. Like we we're talking about cut through before, but but just getting to the point, yeah, is critical. I yeah. think for for great great messaging. Well, that's the thing. Like it's you know it's, seems a bit redundant to say it over and over, but that simplicity piece is the hardest part. You know, like turning what a business owner might say in a hundred words down into five or six. You know. Yeah, that is a really tricky part, but it's it is so crucial because, you know, that's the the attention grabbing bit. But you want to grab attention and communicate within that same you know five six words. That's not that's it's not, not an easy task. Yeah. No, exactly right. Okay, rule number two is copy that comes at the subject from the customer's point of view because mm-hmm. quite often we're we're coming from like our business stance, yep. our point of view on 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 things. And I think you want an element of that, but you also want to gut check that. Yeah from a customer's perspective as well too. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, rule number three, so use familiar language mm-hmm. and plain speak as we, we kind of mm-hmm. call it yep. um, and remove the jargon wherever yep. you can. For sure. Yeah. Again, that comes back to that simplicity side of things as well and really keeping the customer in mind. You know, it's, it's interesting, like we definitely almost always use that rule of trying to get rid of the jargon. I mean, sometimes it's it's worth having some technical inclusions in copy, but we usually even find that that's, that comes more in the depth, you know, or the, the longer form, you know, usually the, yeah. the, the messaging platform should be pretty jargon free. Number four, informal. Mm-hmm. 
uh, is is more human. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work in in all circumstances. Yeah. There there is times where you 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 do need to to be a bit more um, professional, yeah. possibly. <laughs> but where possible, I think you want to try and keep it informal. You yeah. want to keep the the language relaxed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think another way to say that really is just authentic. You know, authentic. Yeah, that's a great way. And to we find that most brands do want to have a human or a relatable aspect to it, which is why I think, as you're saying, most of the time it is better to be, yeah, that bit more informal or just honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rule five, mm-hmm. be original. It's a tough one, <laughs> but but originality is is a critical component, I think, to great messaging. Yeah. Um, there's messaging and then there's great messaging, and I think – the scale is largely dictated by how original the, yeah. the content is. Well, the thing that aligns very much with, again, our differentiation chat from last week about positioning, yeah. you know, it's if you've got a more unique brand position, of course, then your what you say is going to be more unique. So, you know, I think they go hand in hand. Yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah, absolutely. And the final rule, the last one is messaging that, Hits the heart, gets the, <laughs> the emotional trigger point. Yeah, I mean it's a stretch goal. I mean it's no. it's not always possible. Yeah. but but the ones that that like hit you in the heart, they're they're the best messages. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, if if that's tied to you know things we've talked about in the past, it's have you got a, a why that is a motive? You know, a reason that you do it or an outcome? You know, for for those involved with whatever you're doing that that is a motive, then that's very powerful for sure. Absolutely. All right. So we've gone through kind of the process of how to how to actually craft yeah. messages and why it's important. But what, once we've got them, like where do we practically put them, and like where do they manifest, and what are all the areas that they can reach into? Yeah. Well, I mean, the short answer is everywhere. everywhere. Really. Right. Like, yeah. you know, in the same way that we might, you know, you might think about your your visual identity for a brand and you know, that's going to, or should for those consistency reasons that we've talked about, you know, become the way that you're seen visually everywhere. Mm. To me, your messaging, you know, becomes that foundation for everything that you say, you know. Um, that's one of the, I guess, those biggest key takeaways that we always see from a messaging project is that it gives these brands something foundational and long-lasting, you know, that they can you know, be riffing on for years to come. You know, the, the words itself might change, but that sort of framework of aligning the positioning with the tone of voice and the personality, you know, we have brands that are still, you know, using the same, you know, essentially the same statements we wrote five years ago, you know, still in their social posts today because you've tapped into really what they're all about and what they're offering. So that, you know, it just gives you this really long-lasting foundation of things to say. So it ends up everywhere, your website, you know, what you say on social. But, you know, if it's done well and if you create like quite a good um, messaging guide, I guess, for a brand, then they can also use that to then write their own copy. You know, it should even manifest itself in how they write emails to customers and those sorts of things. Like essentially every time they're out there, you know, sales materials, pitch materials, your website, obviously, uh, brochures, whatever. But they should all all be, I guess, aligning back to this hierarchy and foundation that we've created. Yeah, it's a really good point. Even like down to the email level, like mm. I, I love that sort of getting down to the weeds, the the detail around that. But um, it, it actually reminds me of a of a conversation I had earlier this week with a with a, a customer that we're just about to do a project with, and we were talking about the messaging hierarchy and framework 
and and how that would impact the way that they do video because mm. they're about to go and shoot a whole bunch of coaching videos. Yeah, exactly. And and they wanted to make sure that they were on message. Yeah. Um, and the, the only way to do that is to actually kind of reference back the, the framework yeah. and, and make sure even when you're doing a two-camera piece, for example, that, yeah. that it's kind of referencing back. It's not to say that you're robotic about it. No. Well, I think the, the key part of that too is like, 80, 90% of what they actually say, the words that they say in that video won't be something we've already written, mm. but because they have that messaging framework, they'll know the themes that they should be talking about, the types of words they should be using, the tone of voice that they should have, you know, again, is it quirky? Is it serious? Is it playful? Right. Because if the brand, if the brand is about, is about fun, but they're coming across as really serious, yeah. you know, you've got, you've got a bit of a fail point. There. Yeah, exactly. You know, so that's the thing that why the messaging is so powerful and you know where it's very different say to copywriting for a campaign you know where it's just okay this is the marketing campaign and it's going to last for three months and these are the exact words and it might be a singular great idea like messaging should be further reaching than that more all-encompassing so that as you say they might be completely coming up with all new content for that video but it's it's all referencing back to these same themes, the same sort of hierarchy, the same tone of voice that we've developed through messaging. All right, change of pace. Yeah. What happens? <laughs> what happens when things go wrong yeah. in messaging? And they do, and they can go yes. wrong. Yeah, yeah. I saw an example driving down to the coast this yeah. morning oh, today. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> well, it was a um, a personal injury law firm. Yeah, you know, so maybe not always the best. Best bastions of brand. <laughs> um, but um, basically, it was just a billboard that just said, hit happens. Right. So, obviously, kind of funny, you know, obviously playing off shit happens. Yeah. You know, I guess trying to tap into that idea that, you know, bad stuff happens, so go see your lawyer. But to me, it was such a good example of a bad example. And, and elaborating on that, really, it's like, when you have messaging that's really thin or one dimensional, you know, like what they've done there is they played on humor, you know, and it might be somewhat memorable or whatever. And, you know, there's a lot of brand theory out there. of Like if you associate yourself with humor, it's more memorable. It rubs off on your brand as a more positive perception, but there's really nothing more to it than it's just kind of funny. Right. It doesn't tell me anything unique about the brand. It doesn't tell me any benefit that I'm going to get out of it. You know, there's there's nothing more to it than just it's clever. Right, yeah. You know, so that kind of idea of like using humor is great, but, you know, where we see good messaging is where you're actually tying that to a more meaningful message, you know, not just sort of just tapping into humor. Yeah, gotcha. So there's layers to it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, other other problems, you know, if, if, it do, if it isn't authentic, if it doesn't match your brand personality, you know, we've talked a lot about that before and, you know, again, if you're going out there with quirky messaging, is that then you meet the person in person and they're as dry as, you know, as it comes, you know, so you want that that messaging that you're putting out there to be reflective of the brand and, and that for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, so on, so that's on the bad side of the ledger. On the good side of the ledger, the one that comes to mind for me of doing a great job of messaging is Allbirds. Mm-hmm. So Allbirds is the footwear brand. I think you actually got a pair of those or a couple of yeah. pairs. Yes, I love that. Um, uh, so, I mean, killer styles. So, yeah. I mean, they, they create beautiful shoes, but they've got an interesting story because they're made from recycled bottles, castor bean oil. I'm not yeah. even sure how they use that. 
Recycle. My shoes are made out of wool. Wool, yeah. <laughs> Recycled cardboard. And then they call that, well, the wool is called Trino, which is their own trademarks name right. for, for super wool. Yeah, oh, so, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Super wool too. Yeah, so super wool. Um, and so that that in itself is an interesting messaging piece around around materials and, mm. and that's a lot of that's got to do with brand positioning as well too and, yeah. and ethos and mission. Um, uh, but it, to me, it's a good example of messaging, not, not so much for the point of view that it, it references one core message, but I think what they've done is they've created a framework where if you you look on their website, for example, there's simple language, so there's a consistent theme that runs through it. There's this positive undertones uh, through all the copywriting. Um, and there's a, so you, you come away with the, like this really upbeat vibe. Mm. And then there's just this peppering of good use of words, words that are not so common like mm. in in the lexicon of, um, you know, footwear sold online. Mm. So it's a bit surprising, but they're very consistent across across the whole spectrum. Yeah. So do you think that those unique words make you sort of pay more attention to what they're saying? I think they do, yeah, they do. And it gives them a certain style about the way that they message. Yeah. So, um, so they've used messaging in a different way, but still consistent with what we've been talking about today mm. in the sense of there's a framework, there's... There's actually you can see that they could hand a brief to a copywriter mm. um, if if they had the messaging framework yeah. and and be able to work within that to create you know great sounds like them yeah that sounds like them exactly right yeah um, I mean any other examples that, that come to mind that we can we can talk through yeah I mean one I really like is um, Campo's coffee so yeah. I'm a coffee Campos. addict yeah. <laughs> how many today <laughs> oh I don't want to say. <laughs> If I sound hypo, you know why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their positioning, you know, is really, I guess, around, you know, it sort of first started around quality, you know, and and that's nothing new, I guess, in coffee now, but they were certainly one of the first to to really, um, you know, go out there and, and I guess, show the, the quality and craft behind coffee. But that's really evolved into this idea that they have now a tagline, if you like, of cultivated by good, you know. And to me, what's quite interesting about it is that they sort of say that coffee only tastes good if it's made ethically and with care. And what I like about that is obviously there is a, a, I guess, a social aspect to it, the ethical side of it. So they put a lot of work, you know, through their messaging and visuals and that sort of thing of showing that they go all the way back to the source of where the coffee comes from. You know, they get to know the farmers. They're making sure that these are ethical farms where every single bean is coming from you know and they know the source of, of the coffee and so there's that social and ethical aspect of it but then you know the and with care part on the end is you know talking to their craft as coffee people you know right. they're putting a lot of care into what they're doing yeah you know they only use the you know the best baristas and the best milk and you know making sure that everything in that whole process is done with care so you get this really nice sort of double meaning, you know, of cultivated by good, you know, it's the the care factor for the people involved and the ethical side, but then the care factor for the product and the, the outcome and the quality itself, you know, it just all ties together really nicely, you know, with this projects, this really, um, you know, sort of premium brand feel. And again, sort of gives you some of those good vibes that you were talking about before. Yeah, nice. That's a good example. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, I reckon that's a good place to to wrap up today. Yeah, positive note to end on. Yeah, positive <laughs> note to end on. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, good chat. Thanks very much. Thanks, Dave. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.